that we have we are in relationship with others to learn more about ourselves amen not to gain anything from them so the, whenever we have that tension education and love and like learning about that and the thing that brings that tension will only bring us closer to our heart which we're all like you said synchronized and coming from the same place so I think that is the the way to go when you sense that tension, you know, whether it's like we all have our stereotypes and, and things that we've been programmed with, nice. but whenever they come up, we, we need to be curious about why and understand that maybe it's a level of comfort in the stories that we've been programmed to believe that are keeping us from realizing self. Oof, that's good. Mm. Good morning, afternoon, or evening when y'all sit this episode of Soul Coffee. Got some heavy, heavy truth for y'all this wonderful episode. Please, y'all, take a pause, subscribe, download some sexy-ass episodes that came before this. (laughs) Take out y'all pens, man, and really enjoy this episode, y'all. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of Soul Coffee. I am your host, Jamal Fuster, and again, I am honored to bring on another amazing, amazing individual, y'all. This individual, his name is Jose, and he is a purpose-driven storyteller, a brand strategist, a visionary on a mission to inspire the modern man to live in truth. He's the founder of The Reflex Media, a marketing agency focused on amplifying the impact of the men's well-being movement through strategy coaching and purpose-driven campaigns. He is also the co-founder of the Modern Renaissance Man, the movement bridging the gap between lifestyle and well-being for the modern man of purpose. Their mission is to inspire the modern man to elevate and integrate the mind, body, soul, and style. He merges his marketing and lifestyle background with his passion for men's work to shift the paradigm of masculinity inspire men to live with love and integrity y'all this man i can't wait for y'all to feel him he's got to be one of the most genuine authentic powerful souls i remember when i first just read a post he shared i was almost brought to tears i was brought to tears with just the the importance of the space spaces that this man is co-creating with boy rivals his co-founder i've been a part and i've been honored to sit in the brotherhood circles that they create and that they posted on zoom in light of, you know, the, the history we're going through right now. But um, I am so honored. I'm so grateful to welcome to the show, Jose Alejandro, y'all. Welcome, 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 brother. Mm, let's go. Man, first of all, I want to say thank you for that powerful, powerful intro. I feel honored, blessed, and humbled. And I'm just so excited to be on here with you and and i'm excited for the conversations we're gonna have and i just want to give you props for the name too soul coffee mm. that that hit the soul when i first heard you say it so mm. again i appreciate you having me and i look forward to this conversation 
Absolutely, my bro. And that's, hey, y'all, that's all this shit is, man. It's just a conversation that I get to have with dope-ass souls that I figured that, you know, the world could gain some maybe benefit, some light, some medicine with. So, as always, y'all, if we drop some fire that you really love, feel free to throw a little, feel free to throw a little, you know, a little, little screenshot and tag us up on Instagram. We'll put his, uh, hash, or his uh, at sign or at mention so that way you can just share the love, y'all. That's what this shit is about, man. It's for the world to live more depthful, y'all. So, anywho, diving into conversation, my brother. Man, what burst the the need or what did you see in your life, in your life experience that that even prompted the need for a modern Renaissance man? Mm, that's a great question. And I got to say that it was a pain to purpose uh, story. Um, I think that just to kind of give you an overview of that space of how that space was created. It was created because it was a space that I needed for me to be in my truth. And, you know, after years of really living, um, you know, I was in the corporate world and wasn't living in my purpose. My parents got divorced the second time when I was five, they divorced the first time that really brought up a lot of shame and insecurity. I was trying to learn more about myself and really find my purpose because I thought the six figure salary was going to do it. I did some therapy, I, I did introspection, and I really dove deep, but I realized what was missing was connection. Um, so connection was what led me to create uh, Modern Renaissance, man. And, and the term Renaissance always inspired me. My father, I would say, was like a modern day philosopher, always spoke about Da Vinci and all these different men that really just spoke about life differently. And it just resonated with me that right now we need a new renaissance. Yeah. You know, we need a renaissance of the modern man, the modern man to integrate and connect with other men from a place of truth. Um, so that's where that came from. And, and that's like the spark notes version, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, brother. Um, as I've definitely found it, yo, it's uh, as as Reverend or Bishop T.D. Jake says, it's hard being a man. He's like, I'm going to talk to y'all tonight. And this is booming for you. If y'all don't know who T.D. Jake's is, man, look it up. And he actually has this really, really powerful YouTube video that literally brings me to tears every fucking time I watch it, brother. It's like 13 minutes. I'm not. Have you seen it? I have not, brother. Okay. But it sounds interesting. You sold me. <laughs> it just hits you in the soul, man, because it talks about how, you know, there isn't so many granddads or, you know, great uncles or, you know, father figures that are around at the family parties that, you know, there's not, bro, it fucking hits me, bro. Like, there's not these compasses that allow us to to traverse this 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 path that it is that it can be to be the man, this man where people men don't boys don't know where they where they are if they don't have a father figure in their life like if they don't have that that connection to their grandfather that they lose this this severance from mm -hmm. their roots and there's the pressure from society there's the pressure from you know these these projections that we need to be in these boxes that we get to put in that well i'm just so fucking thankful that you have and created a space for men to discover who they are and it's it's when they're fucking adults which i'm not gonna say it's too late because too late would be to never right but mm -hmm. to to have an image how, how the fuck do you be something that you don't even know or you don't grow up with how do you be something you throw some color on that shit you throw some uh you throw a different language on it, you throw the cultures on it there is so many masks that we put on as men because it's what we think we have to be stoic 
uh, angry, money or the provider, um, the jokester, like, and it's all masks deeply hiding us in our true authentic expression and to to be able to walk with men that know who the fuck they are shout out to dr brett jones of course yeah, shout um, out to dr brett <laughs> shout out to him man but it's like man it to to discover what truth is because i feel like there's yeah there's definitely people's definitely expressions um but man to discover what truth is is different than like not say living in my truth but this that's like permission i feel like my truth is my permission versus truth and i'm just grateful because td jakes yourself brett and many others are giving a map to what it means Mm. to be a man Mm, that's beautiful brother and you know i want to commend you for being so vulnerable and really sharing your your feelings about about not even not just modern renaissance man but in general like what what is what is needed for men to really become men i think my journey one thing i realized was you mentioned masks that for most of my life which we consider adult life or you know you're already uh, you're already a man i graduated college i'm in my 20s and i thought i was a man but really what i realized was that i was too busy trying to become the man Ooh. And I'll put quotes around that, the man with the car, the man with the yeah. hot girlfriend, the man with the beautiful, the great job, with the salary. And really, it was just me putting on masks, hiding myself and the outside world from my truth because I was scared of facing it myself. And um, something else I also want to touch on, as you mentioned, having... Um, having men to really look up to as figures and it takes a community. You know, one of my mentors told me that even if your father is in your life, fathering comes from a community of men and we've kind of distanced ourselves from that um, where, you know, whether or not your father's in your life and I'm talking in general for any man, um, one man cannot, cannot, provide you the roadmap and the tools necessary to become the man, best man that you can be. It takes a community. It takes men that really live by example and, and share their wisdom so you can have the tools available that they, you know, strived for in their lives and then know what tools are, are yet to be available. And you go on through your life, finding them from other father figures and men that, that are living exemplary uh, lives. So I love how you, you spoke on that. And one thing I do want to mention as well is that uh, I recently heard this, the Maori people, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the the natives from um, New Zealand, they can go back 19 generations. So they can name their fathers, their grandfathers, their great grandfathers, and then the great, 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 great going back to 19 generations. And they know their stories. They know the tools that they gain throughout their lives and that they're blessed to be on this ground moving forward with to be the men that they are. And I think knowing that there's a piece to it where I can tell for myself, the more I connect with my grandfather, the more I realize, oh, my grandfather was a man living in his truth. He was missing a couple pieces that he wasn't able to find resources for from. But if I connect with him, I'll gain a tool that I've been looking for somewhere else. 
Mm -hmm. If I connect with my great grandfather's story, I'll collect a tool that will help me be a better man. So just connecting with that lineage and with men that have lived lives and just listening to their stories, that community definitely builds a better man for sure. That's beautiful, brother. And I'd love to continue to build off two analogies. One, the map. Um, as a you, t- you take the concept of a map that took uh, multiple people to create, you know, traversing the country, exploring the land. You look at a tribe, like, yes, there is a chieftain, if you will, or perhaps a chief. Um, and there's also a council, like there's often a council or there's the elders or no, like it's, a, it's literally a tribe for a reason. Or you can even see it in nature. As uh, uh, Lucas Root points out really well, when it comes to the finding water and it's like a certain like a species of deer, to, I imagine you could take anything. It's not the alpha male per se, the strongest one with the biggest horns, broadest chests and shit. Um, it's not him um, that leads the, the necessarily the group, the mass to the waterhole. No, instead it is the it, it, it's it's fluid you know it's dynamic and it allows for collaboration which is highly important and a skill that i feel so many people you know need to try and like puff their chest or it's like i i have two i, I live with two dogs they're not my dogs but hey, they live in the house and it's like you know when one came into the house like i'm stressed as shit because like there's two dogs about a fight and shit but it's like you know they're walking past each other and they're like <laughs> you know what i mean and all that shit and it's just like yo show the fuck out like you guys are both going to coexist and you're going to fucking learn how to. And I feel the, I'm being careful with my words, not the toxic masculinity, but the disconnections of assertiveness and ego mm-hmm. are the distractions that keep us from realizing our true power. Because instead, if we, compared to like battling against one another when we're all existing on the same plane, what if we threw each other up? Like, what would that shit look like? And mm-hmm. what can we accomplish then? Because anything else is a fucking distraction. Yeah. You, you know, you know what's interesting. You just gave me a beautiful way to understand and describe to others where the alpha male mentality and the feeling of like having to scare others into their quote unquote place. Yeah. The dog situation, the dog example, right? If you really think about it, the primal, um, the primalness in them. The reason that they puff their chest and are and are trying to claim their home, like this is my home, is fear, right? It's it's fear of losing their food, fear of losing mm. your love, their attention Butt to scratches. exactly to the other. So it's kind of like claiming his territory to stay safe. And if you think of the wild, animals do the same thing. Uh, like uh, some some wild animals do the same thing, where it's just protecting my uh mating partner protecting my food protecting because i'm afraid that it's so scarce you know when am i going to find another piece of food to to survive you know it's like dog eat dog that's where that term comes from but as humans like as as beings when we live from that mindset like you said you know we don't reach the full potential of who we are because we're living from a place of ego not truth and i think to kind of summarize on the other end, your last question, uh, you, you kind of said, what if we threw people up, right? What if you lived in your truth so powerfully that you knew you were here to, to inspire others to X, Y, Z, whatever that yeah. purpose. And yeah. rather than feeling like you're the only one that can do that, 
you inspire other people to do that as powerfully as they can yes. in their own way. Yes. Imagine how much more impact your purpose will create and impact you will, you will make probably not with your name on it, but that's okay. I think uh, a lot of us, even as leaders, we think that we need to have a name on something that is created a name on a shift, a name on uh, something that came from our vision, from our purpose. But really, you know, the ultimate goal is to live in our truth, to live out our purpose as powerfully as possible. And sometimes that means inspiring others and throwing them up so that they can be in their truth. And there's nothing more powerful and and symbolic of leadership in that in my opinion man you're hitting on it brother it's like i love that you touch on the maori warriors because you know we can appreciate any of our ancestry you know however far back you know that it goes as you know slaves were brought over here from africa so we don't i was talking to my dad like the other day we are we can only trace our lineage go back so far because we didn't have birth certificates so it's literally a severance of all that was it's like our ancestors didn't fucking do all that they did go through the times that they did for us to bitch and moan about school about technology about traffic about any of the mundane things while they were connected to spirit they're connected to source they were happy they didn't have electricity they didn't need that shit and they were able to give and take from the land in us in a synergistic and a symbiotic give and flow compared to storing and hoarding food compared to just oh man just being disconnected, so to speak. And I love that you touched on things because I think mentorship is massive. Um, and that can be kind of equated as you're walking in your purpose. Like take my, one of my main, my, my main mentor, Dr. Brett, like he trusts and believes in me. And he said, like, I remember the first time, like he adjusted, like he adjusted me and sent me into a whole nother realm of like understanding of what chiropractic can be. Right. I was like, bro, what do I got to do to be like you? Or what do I gotta do to, to adjust like you? And he's like, Man, I'm just a product of hard work and training. And as of late, it's like, man, he believes in me to facilitate at a higher level and taking Kairos training culture to shit, other continents and shit, like in trusting because he knows and needs that he that the world needs that because he has such a big purpose and understanding of it. You can't be scarce in your purpose because it can be similar or resonant yet different in the application, the expression of that shit. It's supposed to be different, bro. Like it's supposed to, like there is 8 billion people out in this world. We need as many people that are conscious, that are aligned and empowering and doing things that they need to do. Because I've been to maybe 20 seminars that he's put on the last few years because I see his heart and I see how big of a being is. And I see why he's doing it and the need that is out there in the world. So that way, when I move in my expression, when I move and give my myself, he's given me permission to do that shit how I'd like to. That's probably the reason, like he's inspired me to do this podcast like there's there's all these chains to inspiration right and it's like uh, i'm just another rung to that chain of inspiration and i hope and i pray that there's other people at other colleges of chiropractic that are the students that are black that are hispanic you know whatever it may be that they're inspired to just live authentically authentically compared to putting a box like it's so easy to do so um when you're acting out of ego because ego uh, as my other mentor dr marvin tulski uh, shout out to him. I've um, been in the game of chiropractic 55 years, highly conscious human being. Um, he says ego is earth guided only. Mm. 
ego is earth guided only. And when you're aligned with spirit, when you're connected to source, when you're walking in God, whatever flavor of the universe, you know, you like to resonate with (laughs) your actions will be encompassing or at least aware of the whole versus this scarcity mindset that I love that you talked, spoke on was a fear and scarcity of not enoughness, not enoughness, but not instead, if you are connected, there is no scarcity. There is nothing but abundance because you can go through the ebbs and cycles of life. And I love that example of take, take a lion, for example, like take even the, the antelope that, that, that thing chasing after he's not going to eat the whole, he's not going to ravage the whole pack. No, he's going to kill one thing that he needs. He's going to eat it. He's going to enjoy it. And the cycle of evolution, the give and take the antelopes are going to be faster because the lions are getting stronger and the lions are getting stronger and faster because the antelopes. So even in the cycle of life and death, there is still evolution. Mm. There's harmony. Dropping mm. <laughs> bars, man. Yo, I'm fine. I love, I love how you describe that, that circle of life, that evolution. Um, it's so interesting. And man, that, that, that quote hit deep the, the, by Tolsky, um, ego is earth, earth. What was it again? Earth guided only. Earth guided only. And it's so interesting, man. It just, it just kind of helps me understand and reflect on everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything, you know, we, we touched on this before with, with the, with the kind of tying what's going on right now in, in the black community and in the, it with, with George Floyd, with Ahmad, um, really thinking about that and then everything else that's consuming men, women, but, but I would say because we're, I, I hold space for men, just seeing how they're disconnected to heart and living from ego, from the earth, earth only, uh, yeah. and and just trying to understand how to tackle this at its core, nice. at its depth, and understand how to bring men back from the ego attachment to their hearts. Because I really think that all the things that we're seeing right now, whether it be racism, sexism, all the isms that we're thinking of, mm. murder, um, everything that is just atrocious is really because of ego, because of earth and fear of losing things that we are, uh, that we gain in, in the earth plane and right. forgetting who we really are. We're here to, to, to support and love one another. You know, we're here, so, to, be, we're here to be kings and queens. Um, talking on my, my boy Colton. Once more, uh, up in Palmer Davenport. Love that man. He's going to be on this podcast sometime soon. But he's like, man, uh, walking as a king and walking as a queen. And I just want to touch base real quick. Like, um, not taking anything away from our women, obviously, because you, you, oh, God, it's so good to see the rise of the feminine the last like, year, year or two, man, with all these powerful groups. And yes, like support each other. And yes, like, hey, we hold space for you. And, you know, just because I feel pulled too, like men empowerment or male empowerment, like we need that shit because uh, the, the, as you're starting to touch on the cycles of hatred that can plague man and TD Jakes talk about this shit. He's like, Oh man, y'all gotta watch this video. It's so far. I put it in the show notes, but he goes the because he's a pastor. He's like the devil is out to kill the man. 
He's like the he's like the the enemy, the evil. It's out to kill the man. He's like it will bind the women, or evil can bind the women to get to the man. So because uh, once you kill the man, once you kill the father, once you take the grandfather, once you take the son, that that level of pain and hurt will can cripple the woman because you don't ha- the woman doesn't have to you know, carry this weight by herself or they don't they don't have to do that shit but it's like man it's like man is the seed mm. it's like the devil is after your seed and i'm like oh my and i'm just crying bro i'm just crying as i'm fucking listening to this bro because it's like you take the seed that was cultivated in the woman for nine months a little even bit longer but that is that's carried in in men uh throughout our whole lives and we could dive in, dive into another tangent, the, the, the mask of uh, hypersexual, uh, hypersexuality, or, you know, the player mask, I guess you could say, you know, when you're just trying to have sex with all these women that so many of our boys uh, get lost in that so many of our, you know, the men in college get lost in the distraction of society, porn, man, porn, that's a whole nother figure rabbit hole to dive down to porn was created, I believe, as a war tactic in Poland, um to distract the men because when you bust that nut when you release literally release your seed that can bring forth a new consciousness um a new a new player to the game a new consciousness uh framework that can think and build and breathe for its own man there's there's life in in the juice that you're just busting um left and right and that's not that's just that's the shit that's not talked about but how many you talk you talk about the accessibility to porn you talk about especially now bro you got that shit ain't nothing all you gotta do is hit safari put on a private window and that's that's it bro oh man i was talking to uh you said it beautifully i was talking to um one of the men's coaches that i work with and he was saying that um, I, I don't know if it's YouPorn, some, some website, maybe a few of them yeah. are giving free subscriptions during this quarantine. Oh, and, wow. and porn, yeah, I mean, porn views, stats have already gone up. Porn has gone up. Um, drug and alcohol abuse has gone up. Domestic violence has gone up. And I think that it's so interesting to see how distracted we are in our everyday lives. And this quarantine kind of challenged those constructs constructs took away a lot of those distractions and then um you know people are finding new ways to distract themselves and if they've watched porn before they're going into it even further and into a rabbit hole um, of distraction and for me you know one thing that comes up is all the things that you mentioned whether it be you know uh, being promiscuous and having lots of sexual partners or, ha- or watching porn or even drinking drugs, et cetera. For me, it's less about the what and more about the why, right? Cause when I speak to a lot of guys in our men's group, you know, a lot of men come with the, the issue of porn, porn being addicted to porn. And when you speak to these men and you get to the root of why they're addicted to porn for the most part, Whenever I, I, I see it, I would say nine out of 10 times. It's not because the why is, oh, I'm just passing time. I'm good. You know, it's a distraction and they're escaping and running away from something, Ooh. you know? So, so for me, it's less the what, it's more the why and understanding that most men, whether it be, you know, um, trying to figure out how to pick up the most women or trying to figure out how to, how to, you know, 
it just ease the pain is just what was what's going on. Yeah, it's the easing the pain. Sometimes facing the pain is really what needs to happen. We need to go through the pain, understand the pain, and realize that the pain is the way to truth. And I think um, one thing I, I've seen is that during this time, a lot of people are seeing their pain for the first time or for the longest they ever have. Looking in the mirror. And they're afraid of it. But really, it's about facing it. And it's, the, it's going through it that really helps us understand who we are and what we're here to do. Man, and that's why you're so many points, bro. You're hitting on. Hey, can y'all snap for this man real quick, man? Can y'all snap wherever you may be? Just snap for this man because he's really hitting on some truths and we're really going to dive deep, y'all, because what you're hitting on, bro, is the cause of the dis-ease of the soul. Because mm. mm. these men that are drinking, that are being promiscuous, um, women too, you know, there's a reflection, but focus on men, the drinking, the money, the gambling, the joker, the uh the, the the sex man they're trying to fill the void in their heart that they're running away from and because maybe they don't even know how to deal with it like i remember i was showed porn for the first time when i was fucking nine bro and mm. dog that it warps your reality it messes with your subconscious it makes you addiction or it makes you addicted it objectifies women because you look at them differently bro it is i'd even say a challenge it to say it is brutalizing sex mm-hmm like and I, bro, I've I've been there. Like that, it wasn't until like I've I've connected with like my my, my I'd even say my most recent partner, uh, Verona. Like man, really understanding what it what it means to to take care of, oh man, just to take care of the emotional body, the spiritual body, to honor your partner. Like that is so so important. And I just want to highlight because I just realized I said that um life partner like we were in a relationship for for pretty much two years i freaking love her we're no longer dating however man the lessons learned we're, we're friends now like and we're cultivating that friendship and to like there's so many times you know one night stands or you know just these different things and, and capacities it's the cool thing to do like it's the cool thing in undergrad to get faded you know get fucked up and then who are you going with or if you're an athlete like Yo, football, basketball, baseball, I'm not fucking hating, but there's money sport. There, there, there's a lot of money in those sports and people can throw themselves at these athletes. And if they are not equipped with the power of one, knowing who the fuck they are, looking at their traumas, looking at what's impo- important, actually connecting with an individual at the soul level as you're not meant to share yourself with everybody and you're not meant to bust your seeds like left and right. That's, that's not what these, these parts are, are equipped for. It's not, I want to say it's not meant for overuse because obviously go ahead, have a, have a good ass sex life. Right? Yo, I hope y'all have as many orgasms as y'all fucking want. You know what I mean? Like, shout out to y'all. Y'all fucking deserve it. Go get that shit. And what's your intention? It's the experience. It's what's your intention? You know, what's your intention with things and how you're moving and grooving. But going back to the cause of dis-ease of the soul, that can manifest in so many different ways. Porn just being the biggest distraction, most accessible. And if you don't talk about what sex can be or what it can look like, that can continue to allow the distortion of the perception of what sex is, what the what connecting with another human being can be, the beauty of it, the power behind it, the manifestation energy behind it. Like, man, how powerful would we be able to shift our ourselves as a society and as a as a as a culture 
to be able to begin to, you know, I don't say, I guess eradicate, I don't say eradicate porn, but it's like to take care of the cause versus just treat the symptom. Mm. Wow. <laughs> hey man, hey, hey, take a nice uh, sip. Take a nice sip of y'all coffee, man, because we going, we, we take a nice sip of this uh, coffee. I'm gonna drink some water. Uh, man, you know, when I, when I said the word experience, I didn't mean like gaining experience. I meant creating experiences. And you mm, said mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm, the nail mm-hmm. on the head that a lot of men, um, use those things as escapes and to break free of something. Yeah. 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 Where the sexual experience turns into something completely different and so much more beautiful when you are focused on creating an experience and really thinking about the person you're with and why you're with. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, I won't dive into that too much because one thing I do want to bring up is one of my, one of my brother's mentors and client of mine, which I'm blessed to say, Devin Fredrickson. Um, he's a men's sexual mastery and embodiment coach. Right? And one thing that he focuses on, it's crazy because, uh, you know, you might think that word sexual mastery, I'm going to hire him. I'm going to get all the girls. I'm going to be a savage in the seats. What he focuses on is bringing men back to their bodies, to their hearts, and to create experiences with the sexuality that we as humans are blessed with. And one thing that he said, and I'm probably going to slaughter this, but you hit, you kind of hit that nail on the head with, and and it resonates with what he said. He said, when men connect to their connect and understand their, their sexual I forgot how he said it, but really what, what he tried to, what he meant by it is when men connect to their sexual energy and understand the force and the, and the power behind it, nice. the world and all its problems will change. And I think that's true. I think that a lot of the things that we see come from men not understanding their sexual energy, not um, if you think about it, the power that we take, the the fear that we instill in others, the abuse that we oh, we man. instill in others, all of that is just a projection of how we navigate our our sexuality and our connection to self. So I, I thought I, I, I'll I don't know if I guess I'll send it to you for the show notes, but oh, I'll definitely man. try to get the exact. It was a short. I think, hey, bro, I think you hit on you hit on it enough, dog. It's it's the the key to changing how we move as a nation, as a society, as a culture is understanding and sharing the awareness of the power that moves through you as energy. Um, uh, Because I'll just put on I'll put down this title, the multi orgasmic male, um, I believe was made by the the Taoists um, and understanding how that energy moves through you and being able to cultivate it and create because ultimately it's stemming from your sacral chakra. Like you don't get it twisted. Like you are meant to create from that neurological center. Like that's what it's meant to like. You're literally meant to make another, another you. Right. But you know, if you're just busting all over the place, you just, you're, I don't want to say you're wasting it, but you're wasting, you're wasting other use essentially. So how can you cultivate that creative energy? And I love that you hit on abuse. Um, I love that you hit on uh, just coming to understand like the traumas we pass to each other, because if 
men can understand the sexuality or just more about sex, there's less competition, you know, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of fights and shit like over, I won't say over women, but, you know, over women or lack thereof scarcity, like as if there's just some object or some shit, abuse, so sexual trauma that gets cycled through as hatreds. Like I was just having another conversation with someone else and um, yesterday and he was sharing how uh, one of his friends like just opened up and shared that uh, they were molested by their 15 year old cousin. Like, and, I, and that's the type of shit that just scratches my head, man. It just fucking scratches my head um, because it's, it's, it's quite important. Oh, man to break these cycles of hatred of disconnection of lack of awareness of man like it all goes back to the compasses that can be our 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 community of elders of men that we just don't fucking have as a society because we are not a tribe anymore and people are so disconnected like we don't know our neighbors we don't know uh we only see our family every we even only see our family ever so often and uh i had a great conversation with my friends hector and rosa um and they were talking about how their son uh found that it was okay to only see their family like so many times um, a year or that, you know, people can be okay with having just online friends and just having online friends is enough. And in this access to internet, you know, the call of duties, the, all the video games, like, yo, I purposely don't have a PS4 in my, in my house because yo, I'd play the shit out of it. I know myself. I know myself. Yeah. Well, I am really good at playing video games. Don't get fucking <laughs> twisted. Yo. Like, so I'm like, let's just not even put that shit in because I will play it. And I'm not saying it's a distraction because, you know, obviously you can enjoy things. You get to conquer things like with friends, like, yo, it's, it's fucking, it's fucking fun. It's amazing. The technology we have. And goes back to the, what the, the why versus the what exactly brother. Exactly. Is it just a distraction, which even in my own reflection, uh, humbly, uh, I played a lot of video games and I think it went into drowning out some of the pain that was deeply rooted in my deepest wound as well. Um, but did I know it consciously at that time? Absolutely not. Now looking back, I'm like, wow, if only, if only, if only. And sometimes we need to have, it's like, like you said, you know, whether it's video games or something else, I've had a lot of the distractions. I still do sometimes and I need to check myself. And sometimes like, we don't have that consciousness over it, which yeah. is why the mentors and those that see in us what we can yet, we are yet able to yes. see ourselves. Yes, brother. Yes. Show us, show us that, 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 that road to our purpose or what, what else is available. Is um, it's so important, so important to push us to our edge because they can see that that edge is not being pushed towards while we're doing those things that distract mm. us. Um, Ooh, okay. Uh, uh, that's another uh, one uh, we could definitely touch on, pushing to your edge. You know, one thing that comes to mind that I want to share is that um, a lot of men, including myself, compare ourselves to other men that we see are living in their edge, and we believe that we need to be living at the same edge. And there's a book by David Data called The Way of the Superior Man. He says, know your edge and do not fake it. And what he means by that is that it is more powerful for you to live in your own edge, know what your edge is, rather than imitating and living according to someone else's. Um, 
So even if, you know, you see someone that is crushing it as an entrepreneur is making thousands, uh, I mean, uh, um, millions of dollars and you feel like he's living to his edge, we could spend our whole lives trying to chase someone else's edge and that we never actually see our own. And I think that's so powerful for us to like look within to see what is our true edge? What is it that we could push towards? And then finding the resources, the mentors, the conversations for Uh us to live according to it. Um, I don't know how, how you feel about that. Man, motherfucker, what? I love this conversation, <laughs> bro. This has been amazing, dog. I'm so grateful because if you don't define your edge by pushing your boundaries as a man physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you will only be able to continue to look on the outside in when, brother, you got to look on the inside out and you got to expand yourself And that can come in a safe space held by other men and women because we can be seen by, Mm -hmm. you know, the opposite sex. We can be seen, bro. We are one species, bro. It's like a lot of men don't know how to be vulnerable. A lot of men don't know how to express emotions. So they bottle themselves on up. But if you are if you are repressing energy and motion, a.k.a. emotion, you are literally losing out on some of the juice, some of the fuel, some of the life, some of the, the experience that you're meant to feel. And a lot of men miss out on that shit, bro. So it's like, um, and I just keep going to Brett. I'm gonna use Brett because he's, he, oh, that's my mentor. Like he's, he's setting a new standard. He's a trailblazer, bro. And it's like, he gives me permission to dive deeper, to push deeper in breath work, like to be exposed to different things, different ideas that I would have never have been exposed to if he literally didn't exist. And he literally didn't push himself the way he does. He makes a lot of people fucking uncomfortable. Mm-hmm makes a lot of people uncomfortable because he threatens their rea- their reality and what yeah. i mean by that he threatens with their po- their their possibility oh shit well if he can do that then well what am i doing wrong yeah. because then they label it i'm doing it wrong no you're not doing it wrong my brother you're just doing it differently and mm-hmm. there's a level and there's layers that you can unravel about yourself if you say pick that man's brain if you were in his energy but no, as human beings, we, we shut down, which goes back to the alpha male, the dog examples of Toph and Deacon. That's their names, Toph and Deacon. <laughs> I love them. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to, to, shout out to Teo, my roommates, y'all. I love all my roommates, man. I'm recording in my room. In case y'all don't know, I record in my room. Anywho, um, we go into judgment. We go into judgment. We go into fear. We go into lack. We go into scarcity. And that's all being separated from ego, earth guided only. And that means we're separate from the whole. Well, what if we realized I'm one cell, you're one cell. And if one cell has more awareness, is having more efficiency, is having more things, like they learn and adapt from each other compared to separating from each other and working individually. That's literally cancer. Mm. Cancer of the body. But what we're going through and what we've continuously gone through is cancer as a species. Why, why are we all going these separate ways when one people say one love and people say anything that they're, they're talking about like a one, one organism, one, I want y'all to visualize this too. One human organism. What would it look like if cohesively we use the brain, which can direct our intentions towards one congruent future, not fueled by money, not fueled by any of these distractions, but what would it look like if the 1% that controls was it 60% of the earth's wealth? What would it look like if that 1% was fucking distributed all over the world? 
and I'm not trying to get into like a socialist, like, no, but I'm really talking about the energy because ultimately money is just energy, right? Mm. Can't give you yeah, access. Or what really value is time, energy, attention, knowledge. Money is just a way to exchange that. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes, brother. Yes. And it's like, well, what if that energy was distributed to those that could gain more benefit from it? Not as a means of happiness, but a means of accessibility. Mm-hmm. It means of a little bit more resourcefulness. Man, what would it fucking look like if we could all redefine our edges as cells and expand as a unit and find, as Dr. Lance von Stade beautifully puts, the ideal tension state. The ideal tension state of not too much compression, not too much tensile, so not too much stress for my people that don't know, or stretch for people that don't know what tensile means. But it's like, man, what would homeostasis or what would peace, what would ease look like as a whole? Mm-hmm. Well, to it's achieve like relaxed that. intensity. Exactly. Nice. And because in the ideal tension state, these cells can adapt to whatever you know demands that they need. Versus if it's if it's too compressed, it's gonna suffer from apoptosis, which is cellular death. And if it's stretched too far, like man, it's uh, that that that's just not good as well. It's not sustainable, brother. It's not sustainable. So it's a harmony, it's a balance, and we can't achieve a true oneness and move as a as a as a as a as a species without the awareness of the other selves. And that comes through conversations, that comes through mentorship, that comes through authentic connection, that comes through learning to speak other languages, brother. Like, uh, and through the discovery of self, that's a real value of deep work. You're able to have more awareness of you, take care of you, meet your needs, dive down that whole rabbit hole of all the things that you can heal because otherwise history is just gonna repeat itself. And history is going to repeat itself in the form of disconnection that can come in the form of. We have, we are in relationship with others to learn more about ourselves. Amen. Not to gain anything from them. So whenever we have that tension, education and love and like learning about that and the thing that brings that tension will only bring us closer to our heart, which we're all, like you said, synchronized and coming from the same place. So I think that is the the way to go when you sense that tension. You know, whether it's like we all have our stereotypes and, and things that we've been programmed with, nice. but whenever they come up, we, we need to be curious about why and understand that maybe it's a level of comfort in the stories that we've been programmed to believe that are keeping up. Oh God, what you talking about, bro? Like whew, people in your space, bro, th- something we do with chiropractic culture or as chiropractors consciously or subconsciously, it's we're a sacred mirror. Mm-hmm. The spaces that you hold with modern Renaissance, man, your sacred mirror, you're able to reflect their greatness back at themselves and the potentiality they have within themselves and that they can do it too. And it coincides with the level of comfortability. They're not willing to push their boundaries because they're scared. Mm. And I'm here to say, we're here to say, it's okay. Mm. You can be scared. I was scared too. I am scared too in different lights and and different things or different things. And that's okay because then you can pick me up when I need you. It's like we got to pick each other up. And you don't have to dive face first into your deepest trauma. No. But another principle we're talking about in KTC is the 10% rule. Mm. 
it is staying within, but pushing 10% outside of your, your zone of comfortability, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, because outside that gradient of 10%, it can be a substantial amount of trauma or maybe perhaps too much trauma to then come back into your comfort zone and heal. But my that man, edge. yeah, bro. Oh, exactly, bro. Yeah. Exactly. What's your edge? What's your 10%? Because we it? might have define it for yourself. You got to exactly. define it first. You got it. And it comes back to knowing of yourself. And it's like, man, the comfort zone, it's not meant for you to stay in. It is a, it is home though. So come home, but to discover what more of what home can be, you got to go out and see the world. You got to go out and hear yourself. It's okay. You're meant to see this world together. And my brother voice says, just be. Just be, baby. You're not, you're not a human doing, as Marianne says, episode three. You're not a human doing. No, you're a human being. And so many of us get lost in the sauce of like, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. I don't. Yeah. You got to yeah, Ultimately, be. you know, ultimately, even the inner work, we're doing the inner work to then expand, not yeah. just to be caught up in it. You know, it's to be where we were at, continue to do pushing that 10%, as you mentioned. And then come back and be, and then push and yes, be the dance and embody bro. embody the dance exactly embody to integrate it to integrate it because you got to integrate it because you can do it's one thing to and I want it feels weird even saying it like I don't like it how it come out but it's one thing to do the inner work because that's an on turn that's an ongoing journey like healing is cyclical but I even say it's it's more was it spiralic but for those who can't see I want y'all to picture a cycle like draw like a circle, but I want you to invert that circle in a three-dimensional way. And I want you to begin to circle it on up because it's like, you'll become more aware, you'll, you'll action or you'll do differently. And then you'll actualize your potentiality and then you'll ascend to a new level. And then you're more aware of different things and you'll spiral back into action and then aware and then actualization and actualization is the actual being like you're really, you're really being differently. And that's the three stages that I take people through, through the alchemists triune with my coaching program and, you know, rediscovering and transmuting burnout. You got to be aware, you got to act, and then you got to be. And quick shout out to Ruby. She talks about, you haven't truly integrated something until there's a behavioral change. Mm. Yeah, sit on that, sip on that, y'all. I want y'all to sip on that, man. Sip on that, sip on that. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love I was following you with my with my head when you were doing the yeah, I saw I a little bit that's, that's a perfect way to put it man it's an ascending circle yes ooh it's an ascending circle I love that and I love that it's I love that you just said it like that it's an ascending circle because it's always complete it's always whole wow there's just more you're just discovering more depths baby and the inverse to that Someone can also spiral down, right? Mm -hmm. If you keep continuing on the path that you're on right now, who is it affecting? How are you showing up in your life? For you, for your partner, for your kids, for your family, for the people that you are the sun. Did my first, uh, did my first, the weekly hype on Instagram TV. Follow me on Instagram, y'all. Every Friday, every Friday morning, I'm gonna pour into y'all and just give y'all some energy, man. But it was like, you are the sun for your own respective solar system. There's people, places, circumstances, businesses, things that revolve around you. 
Now, what would it look like if our solar system, if our sun just happened to dim? Mm. How would it impact the whole solar system? Solar system would it be in, if the sun wasn't in his truth, the solar system wouldn't be in their truth. Ooh, if the sun didn't burn and shine as bright, man, we wouldn't be able to see more of ourselves, brother. That's fire. <laughs> so you are the own, so you're, you're your own solar system, man. And the benefit, uh, the benefit of, you don't even need to call it deep work, the benefit of just knowing more of yourself, understanding your triggers. And if y'all need help that, go back to episode three, Marianne, like she dives beautifully into this to y'all. Like there is massive benefit in doing the deep work and you don't have to do it by yourself and it is as a man imperative that you know who you are hmm. i got nothing to say. i just want to leave it at that <laughs> we could just leave it at that man hey watch the lion king man mufasa remember simba remember no dad wait come back but yo there's there's truth in disney movies man i feel bad for my people that didn't grow up with disney movies like uh if you're 90s baby you definitely winning or if you grew up like in the 80s or whatever like and you've seen that like there's so many freaking so many truths so many gems brother okay it's beautiful watching them 20 years later (laughs) oh i think i think it's even better (laughs) watching it 20 years later than when we did it when we were kids like oh shit You know, what's interesting is when you watch it over and you realize that it did make a shift in who you were watching facts. that when you were six years old. It's oh, like, facts. wow, I embody that now because I, I this movie definitely shifted my, my perspective on life. And you don't think about it that way when you're six, seven. No, you're just enjoying the songs and shit. You're just enjoying it. But that's, that's in there. You could, yeah. I know I could recite The Lion King probably word for word that was in there since i was what i was born in 91 whatever the year it came out it was it was in me and it's part of who i am and it's beautiful to Mm. see that 20 years later watch it again and be like wow good just being like wow because man i even remember like i remember fucking that was like one of the first movies like i cried because i remember crying when mufasa died yeah spoiler alert in case you guys haven't seen it and you've been living under a rock (laughs) but when simba sees that shit bro (laughs) Uh, but if you haven't seen Lion King, pause this podcast right <laughs> Go watch it. And then- watch that right now. Don't freaking finish this podcast until you watch The Lion King. <laughs> Anyways, um, but I remember like feeling, I was like, yo, he doesn't have his dad anymore. I remember seeing, you see yourself in, in Simba because he's young, obviously. Like, man, I remember, I was like, man, if I lost my dad, I was like, fuck. Mm. Or even just thinking now, like, it's like, not yet. I'm not done with you yet. So you can't go. Man, even seeing, like, Black Panther, like, the, the, and I feel like this is a whole nother episode that I'd love to dive into, you know, with whatever glorious guests, you, my brother, just conversations. The, the talk of transition. The talk of death. I feel like as a society, we are terrified of our mortality. We are terrified of our mortality. And we, yes, there's living for the moment. But it's like, well, how much of you is actually living in the moment? Mm. You only live once, yeah. And how much of you is living in each and every single gracious, wonderful, delicious, juicy, honoring moment that we have in this world? 
and it's as okay. As if you were gonna die. As if you were gonna die. Brett, I keep talking about Brett. He talks about Memento Mori in his book. Y'all gotta get this book if you don't fucking have that book. Like, buy that book. It's fucking amazing. Um, Memento Mori. You essentially go through an exercise of writing out your eulogy. How do you want to be remembered? How will your relationships be? How will you be as a father, as a son, as a insert adjective here? Now, how do you be from there now? Wow. I remember that chapter and that was a powerful one. And, you know, you mentioned something about father and that death, right? Uh, there's the book that I mentioned earlier by David Data, The Way of the Superior Man. There's a chapter that says, live as if your father had died. And that book made me cry. I was like, you don't want your father to die. But if he did, how would you live your life? with his memory and 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 that may brings it back to lion king in my mind is like simba stepped into his purpose because his father died and he it was up to him to continue the legacy and continue the work that he had um set forth and in this chapter it talks about same thing that that dr brett speaks about in momenta marie and that's that Live, live as if your father had died. Love him as if he, ha- he, he will die, you know? Live your life as if you will die. Do everything as if you are here for a limited amount of time in this human experience. Yes. Use it to channel your spiritual inner being. So, the, allness, the allness that you are. The allness that you are. Yeah, the totality that you are, the totality of your genes, the totality of your ancestry. Like, who else is going to do it but you? You are the pinnacle of your ancestors' expression. So be it. Hey, take that. <laughs> okay, my brother, I'm feeling really complete. And uh, I got a knock on my door as well. <laughs> in case y'all hear that in this episode, man, you got to laugh. I, I would like to laugh at shit, man. Um, what would be, I mean, you've dropped some books already. Any other books or any other resources or applications of certain resources you'd love to share with people? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as you mentioned earlier in, my, in the intro, which was just a beautiful intro, I work with many men's coaches and guys that are really on the ground transforming men's lives. Um, and I also run Modern Renaissance Men, um, which right now, obviously in this COVID situation, most of everything that we're doing is online. So we're hosting yeah. uh, bi-monthly um, online brotherhoods. Nice. So, you know, you could follow me on Instagram at rjose underscore Alejandro, and you can learn more about Modern Renaissance Men. And if you have any questions about the journey, whether it's books, um, or coaches or how to start that ra- get go through that rabbit hole and that ascending circle of, of yeah. men's work, um, definitely reach out. But some books I would recommend off the top of my head, Way of the Superior Man by David Data, um, Iron John by Robert Bly, King, Warrior, Lover, Magician. I oh. got the, 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 the author of that book. And the fourth I would recommend is Backbone by David Wagner. That was the fourth Backbone? Backbone. 
And Backbone is a beautiful one to start with. There's journal prompts in almost every chapter that really dig into your relationship with self, father, mother, and masculinity, femininity, all of that. Wow. Um, it's a book that's changed my life. Um, so I highly recommend those four. Fire. Thank you so much, brother, for those resources. And we'll be sure to put his at in the, sh- in the show notes, y'all. Which brings us to the final question of Soul Coffee, brother. How would you describe your brew or your coffee to the world? Truth. Mm. And the way I would describe it is to be in my deepest truth so that others can do the same. Mm. I like it. And I'm already picturing like a Puerto Rican y'all don't know this man's puerto rican y'all and uh, in puerto rico they're big about cafe like cafe they're big about their the process of coffee um yes. which I, I appreciate the the beauty that goes into it and so i just picture i just picture tuisla i just picture a wonderful like just coffee beans just being cultivated in authenticity on this on this beautiful gorgeous island and where what's uh, are you from brother i was born in atorrey Ooh, okay <laughs> Okay. 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 Yes, yes. So, my, actually, I want to speak lineage. My father is from San Sebastian. His lineage Ooh. is from San Sebastian. My grandmother's from Santa Isabel. So, Ooh, okay. Yes. Beautiful. Educate yourselves, man. Educate yourselves. Well, my brother, uh, thank you for a very potent episode. Um, I am super, super grateful. Any last words for our listeners? I would just like to say, keep drinking that soul coffee, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Every, we all have we all have our unique soul coffee and these conversations that you have you're having on this podcast helps people find their own by just pouring a little bit of yours into their yes. cups. I appreciate you for that, brother. Oh man, yes, beautiful, beautiful episode, y'all. Man, please, if and this any of this episode resonated, please drop a five star review. Leave your boy a fire review as we can permeate and reach more people. Uh, please subscribe. Please download. Please screenshot any part of the episode and at myself or at Jose and give a little hashtag soul coffee to this thing. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, stay tuned. Peace.